the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Listen, think, discern. This is Bob Bernie Live. And welcome to Bob Bernie Live. This is the 5 o'clock hour. Uh, If you were listening just before the break, um, I read you a story about... uh, megachurch pastor Jamal Bryant in Atlanta who has a plan. He's going to reach black boys, his words, not mine, black boys in Atlanta by offering them cannabis, weed, marijuana, and to grow it right on the church. Yeah, right on the church property. He says, uh, man, it's going to bring in all the black boys. He says, when they hear they're they're growing weed down at the church. Man, all the black boys are going to run down to the church because they're growing weed down there. And then when they get there, he uh, he's going to teach them farming techniques and uh, how to save the environment. Turn them into little ecologists by uh, growing marijuana. Well, evidently, um, not everybody's happy about that. And social media has somewhat erupted, as you might expect. And now Pastor Jamal Bryant finds himself at the center of quite a bit of controversy. Does he come out and say, you know, folks, that was really a dumb idea, and I'm sorry, I apologize. Uh, Marijuana has done terrible things in the black community, and boy, that was a dumb thing for me to say. I am really sorry. No, 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 no. One of our listeners just sent me an article where he is doubling down and he is criticizing anybody who criticized him. How dare you criticize the Reverend Jamal Bryant? Uh, here's part of the article that says Pastor Jamal Bryant knows that you have copious questions about his viral weed comments and he is issuing a response. And I'm quoting now again from Jamal Bryant. The call is not to bring people to smoke at church. The call is to bring people to church so they can catch on fire. Isn't that cute? Isn't that clever? Wow, that ought to appease people. I'm not telling people to come here and smoke at church. We don't come here so they'll be set on fire. Ah, my goodness. Uh, And the sad thing, um, sadly, people who often sit under incredibly charismatic leaders, and I'm not talking necessarily about their theology, but their personality, people who sit under the ministry of an incredibly charismatic leader would do 
anything they are told to do. Um, remember, um, what was his name, Jones, out in California, and then took everybody down to uh, uh, what country was it in Africa, and they all they drank the Kool-Aid, they all killed themselves? Oh, my goodness. Folks, uh, let, me, let me just again remind you, don't follow people. Follow Jesus. Respect and honor leaders. I believe in respecting and honoring pastors. I really do. I, I believe that God calls men and puts them in places of leadership, and Scripture tells us to honor them as long as they are abiding by biblical truth, and if they're not, it is time to leave. That's one of the reasons that we've been talking about being an LTD for so long, listening, thinking, and discerning. And that's why for all of these years I have pleaded with you, don't believe anything I say simply because I say it. Check it out for yourself, please. So anyway, I just wanted you to know that Jamal Bryant is not apologizing. He's not backing down. He is doubling down and saying, well, people just misunderstood me. I, uh, uh, you're still going to grow a pot at the church? Mm, yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, I, I can't imagine anybody who can think for themselves would stay in his church. And yet they will stay. Sadly, uh, my goodness, have you heard what's what's been happening at the southern border of the United States the last few days? Last night, last night, an all-time record number of people came across our southern border in one night. All-time record. Last night. The president continues to tell us it's it's under control. We don't we don't have a real crisis. The uh, vice president of the United States, who was given the primary responsibility of dealing with the crisis at the southern border, continues to tell us there's no crisis down there. It's no big deal. Here is the uh, here's a headline from today. 1,000 migrants cross border into El Paso overnight just ahead of Mayorkas' visit. That's the uh, Secretary of uh, Homeland Security. Quote, Video reports from El Paso, Texas, indicate that a record-setting large group of more than 1,000 migrants crossed the border overnight from Mexico. Border Patrol agents reportedly have more than 5,000 in custody with nowhere to place new migrant arrivals. Uh, The particular uh, facility there at El Paso has a capacity of, uh, let me see, I want to get this correct, has a capacity of... uh, 3,500 is the absolute capacity of the facility, 
and they have 5,100 there, and 1,000 came over just last night. This was just last night. They have no place to put these people. We are seeing all-time records of illegal migrants coming across our border more than any other time in American history. Quote, the migrants have traveled from Nicaragua, Ecuador, and Peru. Now, what else do we know is happening at the southern border? Drugs and more fentanyl, lethal fentanyl, is coming across our border in record, record, record numbers. I think one of the most telling things that President Biden has ever said. Last week, he was on his way to Arizona. Now, was he uh, traveling to Arizona to uh, visit the southern border? No. He was uh, visiting some uh, uh, tech companies, plant uh, chip companies and so forth, to boast about his accomplishments. A reporter asked him, Mr. President, you're going down south, you're going to Arizona, why aren't you going to visit the border? And here's what President Biden said. There are more important things to do, or to think about, or whatever. He said that. Check it out. Please, 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 don't believe me. There are more important things. Our border facilities are overrun. Our border patrol agents are overworked. Drugs are coming into the country in record numbers. Illegals are breaking into our country illegally in record numbers. And the response of the President of the United States was, it's not that important. I'm I'm going to go to Arizona. I'm going to visit a couple of uh, you know electronic factories so I can boast about the accomplishments of my administration. I have more important things to do. I um, I don't understand the lack of outrage from common Americans, just plain old common Americans. I. Honestly, I don't I don't understand. I don't care if you are a Democrat. You don't care about that? All right, we'll be back. Today's news, God's Word, and your thoughts. This is Bob Bernie Live. What happens when you um, cheapen life? Yeah, I immediately think of uh, abortion. You uh, take the life of an unborn, innocent baby simply because it's might bring inconvenience to the mother, the father, both. By the way, uh, the overwhelming majority of abortions are not 
are not performed because of the health of the mother. Tiny, tiny percentage of babies are aborted because there is fear for the health of the mother. Uh, Another tiny portion of babies are aborted because of medical issues in the womb. Uh, Your baby is deformed. We don't think your baby will survive, uh, etc. Another small proportion percentage. The overwhelming majority of babies that are aborted is because the mother does not want to be inconvenienced by the child. Now, in order to be consistent with that, what about a child that is two months old and the mother decides, boy, this is much more of an inconvenience than I ever planned for. I didn't know that taking care of a baby would be so much work and take so much time. And, and uh, the, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be able to progress in my job and blah, blah, blah. And so I'm just going to kill the baby. We're not there yet. But I promise you we will get there if we devalue life of the unborn, then some will say, well, what's the big deal about one month? A month before birth, a month after birth. But then, when you begin devaluing life, you have stories like this. Euthanasia is legal in our neighbor to the north, Canada. And this story is just unbelievably shocking. It's the story of a gentleman by the name of Les Landry, L-A-N-D-R-Y, Les Landry. Recently, he applied for medical assistance in dying. He wants to kill himself, and he wants a medical doctor to help him kill himself. He wants a doctor to prescribe the drugs or whatever so that he can take his own life. Well, he has received the permission of a medical doctor. Now, he's got to get another one before he can actually do it. But he has already received medical permission to kill himself from a licensed doctor in Canada. Now, what is the reason? Les Landry has given for wanting to kill himself. Uh, He has terminal cancer, has three months to live, and doesn't want to go through the pain. Nope, 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 nope. Has an incurable lung disease, and uh, he can't stand the thought of dying uh, because he can't breathe anymore. Uh, Nope, nope, that's, that's not it either. Uh, His reason? He's poor, and he doesn't want to be homeless. Let that sink in. He's not sick. Well, he's had medical issues. A lot of people 65 years old have had medical issues, but he has nothing terminal. He can get around, but he hasn't worked for quite a while, and he's poor. And he fears being homeless, and so he thinks it'd be better just to kill himself. Let me read you the story so you know I'm not making this up. 
A Canadian pensioner seeking euthanasia, be, euthanasia because he fears homelessness has received approval from a doctor. Despite admitting poverty is the major factor in the decision to end his own life. Les Landry, 65 years old, told assessors for the procedure, quote, he doesn't want to die, but has applied for medical assistance in dying because he can't, I'm quoting, he can't afford to live comfortably. Astonishingly, a doctor has given one of the two signatures required for Landry to end his own life, despite knowing that financial hardship, not illness, is the leading reason for his dissension. Dr. Nahid Dosani, a palliative care physician and assistant professor at the University of Toronto, said Canada Canada has reached a point where people are choosing to die not because they uh, because they want to, but because they don't have adequate access to proper health and social services. Um, Canada has nationalized health care, which is what Bernie Sanders and many of the progressive leftists want here in America. If he had his way, Joe Biden would have nationalized health care as well. This is assistant professor at the University of Toronto. Quote, Canada has reached a point where people are choosing to die not because they want to, but because they don't have adequate access to proper health and social services. More than 10,000 Canadians were euthanized last year, a tenfold increase since 2016 when the practice was legalized. Since 2016... Ten times as many people in Canada are choosing to kill themselves, and not necessarily because they're dying, they don't have adequate health care. Whether this man will receive the second signature, we don't know. But the guy who provided the first signature should probably be in jail. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.